business rock stars. Kelly Kennedy here. And today I wanted to introduce you to my business, Capital Business Development, where we don't just see businesses. We see your potential to change the world. We see your passion, your dedication, and drive to do something extraordinary. And we're here to help you bring that vision to life. At Capital Business Development, we understand that behind every business is a visionary, someone with the determination to make a difference. Whether you're a startup with a big idea or an established company aiming to expand your impact, we're here to support you every step of the way. Our mission goes beyond traditional business development. We're committed to nurturing your dreams and empowering you to achieve greatness. From strategic planning and networking to hands-on support and personalized coaching, we provide the tools and guidance you need to succeed. So if you're ready to transform your vision into reality, look no further than Capital Business Development. Visit us today at www.capitalbd.ca to learn more about how we can help you unleash your potential to change the world. Your dreams matter. Let's make them happen together. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Welcome to episode 91 of the Business Development Podcast. And it's that time again, one of my favorite, favorite episodes, Community Questions, December 2023. Stick with us. You're going to love this one. The great Mark Cuban once said, business happens over years and years. Value is measured in the total upside of a business relationship, not by how much you squeezed out in any one deal. And we couldn't agree more. This is the Business Development Podcast, based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and broadcasting to the world. You'll get expert business development advice, tips and experiences, and you'll hear interviews with business owners, CEOs, and business development reps. You'll get actionable advice on how to grow business. Brought to you by Capital Business Development, capitalbd.ca. Let's do it. Welcome to the Business Development Podcast. And now your expert host, Kelly Kennedy. Hello, welcome to episode 91 of the Business Development Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Man, it's been a crazy couple weeks here in the Kennedy household. Um, my gosh, we have we're coming off like two weeks of like back-to-back sicknesses. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but man, Kennedy household got hammered twice by like a flu and then God knows something else like a week later. And uh, obviously we had the baby in the middle of this and it's been super, super fun trying to keep the baby healthy while, uh, yeah, frankly, just feeling like uh, a pile of rocks. (laughs) But uh, we're doing great. Everyone here is on the mend. But my gosh, to those of you out there who are struggling with uh, with seasonal flu or whatever else is going on this time of year, uh, my heart goes out to you. It's been a tough one. And uh, I hope that we all get through it and out the other side. I'm hoping this is the end of family sickness for winter over uh, 2023 2024 season oh man oh yeah lots going on though um before we start today's episode we are obviously doing community questions it's been coming i know we missed november uh we're playing catch up here but i have some exciting news but before we get into it i want to give a gigantic shout out to ruthann weeks 
founder of Harmony in the Workplace for last Sunday's episode. It was absolutely amazing. It was focused on mental health and harassment, um, and it was really great. There was a lot of awesome information in there. Ruthann was very vulnerable. I had a bit of a vulnerable time in that as well, and um, it was amazing. It was a it was a really great episode. And Ruthann, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on and gracing us with your presence, man. We have had. 7,000 downloads in the last 19 days. That is absolutely bonkers. You know, December is historically for podcasting one of the slower seasons, if not the most slow season um, most years for most people. Obviously, people are, I get it, you're busy. Um, (laughs) You're out there shopping for presents. You're wrapping up the year. There's a million things to do. I totally, totally get it. We have not been experiencing that slowdown whatsoever. We basically rolled over that 100,000 mark and just have kept going. And it's been it's been absolutely amazing. And I just want to thank each and every one of you uh, who continue to come back here week over week, month over month, who uh, who write to me, who keep in touch, who who just support this show. This show cannot go on without you. I appreciate you immensely. And uh, I, am, I am incredibly, incredibly thankful and fortunate um, to have you listening. So thank you very much. Um, thank you for coming on your, on your very busy holiday season. I do have some really great news for you. We have some amazing episodes still upcoming. So just so you know, we're not quitting. We're not quitting this December. We're just rolling on through. And I have amazing, amazing guests for you both on Christmas Eve. We have Tash Jeffries coming back. We're doing basically an Accelerator 101. It's amazing. Tash is amazing. You guys already know that. And New Year's Eve, we have Ben Spangle coming on for mindset and performance to get us into the zone for 2024. So... Yeah, it's great. We got some stuff going on and we have amazing guests coming for you into January, February 2024. And we just keep on rolling. And uh, yeah, that's the goal here, right? We don't want to slow down. We want to keep on rolling. We want to make sure that we are delivering the best show that we can for you. All right. So um, wanted to ask a favor of each and every one of you before we start the show today. Um, If you have not had a chance yet to hop onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts and just leave us a rating, seriously, super easy, hop on, whether it's on your phone, your computer, just go to the Business Development Podcast right at the top, rate this show, give it whatever you feel, leave us a rating. Um, It'll help us to reach new audiences in 2024. So I know I've asked last week, I'm asking this week, if you guys want to help us out, you want to help out the show, that's how you can do it. And I know that there's a ton of you out there. So hop on, leave us a little rating. If you really feel like it, you leave us a review. We'd appreciate it immensely. Helps us to grow and reach new audiences into 2024. Um, Some news for the show. I have submitted the Business Development Podcast for the Webby Awards for 2024. So yeah, we're playing we're playing in the big leagues now. And um, I just, you know, it's a long shot. We're a small show. But who knows? You never, ever know. And so I have. I have submitted the Business Development Podcast to the Webby Awards for 2024. So stay tuned. I'll keep you posted. Win or lose, I will let you know. Um, but we are excited and we are hopeful and we want to win something big in 2024. Um, looking for some help. Looking for some help from my Business Development Podcast community. Um, I get it. The Business Development Podcast community is a bit of a long long name. We're looking for something to call ourselves. What should we call our lovely business development podcast community? You guys are experts. You guys are rock stars. I want to find something to call you. Um, So I'm just looking for ideas, 
looking for ideas for 2024. And heck, I was hoping that some of you out there might be listening and say, you know what, Kelly, I got a great idea for what what we should be called, uh, how we should connect our community and give you guys a name. So if you guys are feeling it, if you guys have any ideas and you want to shoot them over to me, shoot me an email at podcast at capital BD.ca. Shoot me a message on LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. But let's hear them. Let's hear them. Let's find a cool name for us uh, into 2024 because I think it'll be fun. And uh, yeah, looking for some help on that. So please feel free. Feel free to shoot us some information. And one last big piece of information. Community questions, guys. You guys know I love community questions. And I know that it's kind of a bit to ask each and every one of you to write us in. Um, I get it. Hopping on, sending an email. You got to be real committed for this. I got an easy, easy option for you now. If you guys go to the Business Development Podcast website, just on the right-hand side of the homepage, you're going to see a little button that says, leave us a voicemail. We now have voicemail. And if you guys want to leave us community questions or feedback on the show, it's as simple as hopping onto the website and leaving us a voicemail. And I will listen. I'm excited to hear them. Like I said, community questions, just feedback on the show. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Not reading from you, hearing from you. I'm super, super pumped. So we have voicemail. Please leave us some. It's on the Business Development Podcast website. Right-hand side on the homepage, you'll see it. Little button, leave a voicemail. And this is how I want to do community questions moving forward. If you do it this way, I will figure out a way to take the audio and we can literally use the audio in these community questions episodes and have a little little back and forth, a little conversation. And I am excited about it. So please, there's a voicemail feature. Leave me feedback. Uh, leave me messages, leave me community questions. And this is just going to make life easier for everybody involved. So I'm pumped about it. It's a big piece of news. And uh, yeah, so that's what's going on on our front. All right. Thank you so much for sticking with us. I know that was a bit of a long-winded intro. Um, Let's get into it. So it is Community Questions, December 2023. This is our last community questions episode of our very first year of the show. And I am pumped about it. I'm excited. And we have some really good ones. Really not easy ones, but you guys never ever do leave me easy ones, do you? So I don't expect nothing less at this point. Our first question is from David Fair. And David Fair asked, when sending an estimate or bid, is it always critical to send a cover letter? He mentioned that... um, with some of the clients that he works with, this can be tedious and time consuming, especially if the proposal is not a high value proposal. Like uh, in in the example he gave me, it was a $10,000 proposal. And David, um, my, my opinion to this is we always have to show the value, right? It's always about the value proposition. Do you always have to send a a cover letter? No, maybe not. You might not have to, but, um, You should. And the reason is, David, you should always speak to the challenge that the client is facing and how you are going to solve it. And I know like $10,000 maybe doesn't seem a lot to whatever organization you're working with. But to the client, it might feel like a bit, right? And so it's, uh, it's important that we we take some time and we create something that truly speaks to the value proposition that your proposal is going to provide them right um i know i know it can feel a bit tedious and you know i did an entire series on it right um i did an entire series on proposals because i think that they are critical and one of the big pitfalls that companies fall into is they don't speak to the value that they provide 
And it is absolutely critical that we are speaking to our value proposition with every single proposal that we send. So in my experience and in my opinion, we have to have something in the proposal that really speaks to the value that we are going to provide the customer in this case. Awesome. Thanks, David. I hope that answers you. I know I, I wrote you uh, as well, just to go along with that. I know I, a lot of the people that submitted community questions for this month and last month, I just I just actually responded to them early just to give them some help because I knew it was going to be a minute before we could get around to it. But um, if you have any more questions on it, David, feel free to reach back out. I'll make sure that I can clarify that a bit more. But my answer is yes. You should write some type of value proposition cover letter speaking to the challenge and how how your proposal is going to solve it. I really think we have to define these things for our customers because even though it's obvious to us, it may not always be obvious to the customer. Okay. All right. Thank you, David. The next uh, question that I had was from Ben from Indonesia. That's what I got. Ben from Indonesia. So uh, an international call. I appreciate it immensely, Ben. Thank you so much for writing to me. And um, Ben asked two questions. His first question was, how do we best grow our skills in business development? And Ben, um, you know, I want to say that there's an easy, simple process but there's really no easy way to grow our skills in business development without just jumping in head first and falling on our face as we learn. And um, I know that kind of sounds a little bit harsh, but you know the reality is that when I started out in business development, I didn't start out knowing what I was doing or, or that I had it all figured out. It was a learning experience, Ben. Every single thing that I teach you on this show is something that I had to learn through trial and error because there just wasn't a show like this. There wasn't anything like this to help point me in the right direction when I got into business development. But my advice to you, Ben, would be if you're just getting into it, right, listen, listen to our steps, listen to the process, right? Remember, there's always a process. And if we just start following the process and get better and better and better at the various steps of it, right, starting at the beginning from, you know, our target list creation and, and our uh, and our pitch creations, then doing our target list, identifying the right people, doing our digital introductions, moving them into the weekly follow-up stage, pushing for meetings, disqualifying, setting up meetings. You're going to get better the more, the more that you do this repeatedly over and over and over again. And the real secret to success in business development is consistency, right? You guys know I talk about this all the time. There's no replacement for consistency. Um, it's being consistent. It's following a process that makes you successful in business development. So my advice to you is if you're new, figure out the process, implement the process, stick to it, do it week over week, and you will get better at business development. Mark my words, you do this all the time. You do this for you know a number of years. You will become a business development expert because if you can stick to a process follow a process and do it consistently, even on the days you don't want to, even making those calls, even when you're not feeling like it, you're going to find that you're going to get better and better and better at not just business development, but self-discipline as well, at controlling yourself, at making sure that you perform all the time, even when you're not feeling amazing, even when it's not your best day, right? It's about being consistent. It's about being able to show up even even on the tough days, you know, you're going to have great days, you're going to have tough days. But if you can show up as consistently as possible, you are going to succeed. And then Ben had a second question. And Ben's second question was, do you see any new BD trends moving into 2024? And my answer to you, Ben, is yes. 
you guys know when I uh, when I got on here for the first time and started talking in the very beginning, AI in business development was very much in its infancy, right? Obviously, we've all been in it. We've we've used ChatGPT at this point. We've used automatic summaries. We've used all sorts of stuff. Um, my gosh, yes, AI is going to change not business development, but the way that you can be better at it, I think is an easy way to explain it, right? We um we use AI for a number of things, both at Capital Business Development and the Business Development Podcast. One of those things sometimes is just trying to find a value proposition. Sometimes we can just punch in a bunch of information that we know about our clients and just say, hey, help us with a value proposition. You'd be surprised how well, um, how well ChatGBT and other AI programs can help you to identify some value propositions to speak to. It's actually pretty impressive. So there's lots of situations like that where ChatGPT can help you. But you guys know how I feel about AI and computers. We always need to bring the humanity back into it, right? If you just go straight off whatever chat GPT gives you, yeah, it's going to get better in time. But right now, it's still really robotic. And so you need to make sure that you insert some of yourself back into that. Do not use chat GPT. Ask it to write you a pitch and then just use that pitch, right? Yeah, we can do that. We can use chat GPT to help us craft pitches. But make sure that you're going through and you're making it sound like you. You're making it sound like a human, right? Because chat GPT... As great as it is, it still makes mistakes. It still talks like a robot. Um, there are words that it uses that you would never use. You and me both know that. So make sure that we are not just giving all the things to ChatGPT. We're not just giving everything to AI. Let's put ourselves back into it. And so feel free to use AI as a tool. AI is a great tool. It's going to change the world. There's no question. But we need to make sure that we are still inserting humanity, personality, and us back into it, okay? So you guys know how I feel about it. I want you guys to be personable. I want you guys to be you. And so find a way to use AI in a way that you can still be you, okay? The other way that I have started using AI in 2023 has been for automatic meeting summaries. My gosh, I don't know about you guys, but I used to have to manually type up all my meeting summaries that is long gone, long gone. There are programs now that run in the background of um, of Teams, of, of Google, of whatever else you got going on with regards to your video meetings. And what it's doing is it's actually transcribing and analyzing your entire conversation. This runs completely in the background. And after you can use it to create summaries based on the entire conversation, it is game changing. It is absolutely amazing. And in my mind, in the business development front, totally critical because are you going to remember exactly what, what was said or what that meeting summary or sorry, what that meeting was exactly about six months from now? Well, before, no. You would only have whatever your best notes were that you took to fall back on. But you can use these meeting summary apps now and you can ask them, hey, you know, summarize this meeting. Give me the next steps. Give me everything that I need to know from this meeting. And it absolutely does. And then you can take this information, you can insert it into your CRM and you have like, you have just an amazing amount of information to come back on. So yes, um, meeting summaries is a huge AI feature that has come in in 2023. And I would recommend to each and every one of you guys moving forward. It is amazing. And that that is what I would say is like probably the big BD trend out of 2023 moving into 2024 has been those uh, those automated uh, meeting summaries. I've seen a few different kinds. So I don't want to like necessarily name drop any but trust me, if you guys just hop on Google, and you ask for automatic meeting summaries, you'll find programs to do it. Um, and 
it is it is super cool. It is super cool. And I would say that if you guys are not using them both for your internal teams meetings and for your client meetings at this point, that I would definitely look to switch into that into 2024. Awesome. Thank you, Ben. I appreciated that immensely. Thank you for taking the time to write to us from Indonesia. It's always cool to listen to our international listeners. Thank you. All right. Our next question was from Louise McCarthy. Louise, thank you so much. Such a kind listener. She writes to me quite regularly and uh, just just thanks us for the the work we're doing. And uh, really cool, Louise. Thank you so much for taking the time to write to us and, and for listening. We appreciate you. Um, she's a sales development rep. Uh, she works for a medical software company. They have a global market. And she'd asked me... Um, what would the best strategy be to look for for global leads, but only the best global leads? Um, I would say in this case, Louise, I know kind of what you guys are doing. Global global market. That's a huge, huge, huge amount to work from. I think you need to narrow it down. I think you need to figure out, you know, uh, you know, country by country, state by state, and and do it that way instead of looking at it as okay, like we can serve everybody. I get it. Huge market break it down, break it down, right? Like, let's just say like, we're going to start in the United States. Great. So let's look in the United States. Let's look for the top companies that you might want to work with, right? We want to identify the best companies by region, state, and then city. We always want to narrow it down. It's If you look at it from a big picture, it can be too much. We have to narrow the focus down. We have to narrow the focus down. Yeah, you can eventually target the whole world, sure. But you need to start one place first or have your teams all target different areas, right? But always narrow it down to state, um, state and city or like region, state, city. We really want to narrow that block down. Um, once we have that down and we've identified some of the top companies that you might want to work with in that area, then we always need to identify the decision makers, whether that be a COO, CTO, uh, CTO SCM director, you know, president, something like that. Figure out who you are after, who the best contact is going to be in that area. Okay. Um, once we narrow that down, then we want to connect and make digital introductions on LinkedIn. You guys know, I always talk about this all the time. Almost anybody you need to find anywhere is on LinkedIn. That's really how good it is. It's very impressive these days. So you're going to need a premium account. You guys know I talk about this all the time. But you guys don't need a special fancy account. The basic business account for, for LinkedIn really is enough. What you need to be able to do is do unlimited searches, right? That's really what we need to be able to do. And we need to be able to add our 100 people every single week. So we always want to make sure that we're hitting that 100 every week because that's the limit that you have to work within. Um, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? And that sucks. So we want to make sure that we are adding 100 relevant contacts every single week on LinkedIn because, yeah, not all 100 are going, to, are going to add you back. So let's say that you add that 100, you get 50. Great. Those are 50 people now that you can reach out to the next week and make your digital introductions to, right? So we want to connect and make our digital introductions on LinkedIn. Once we've done that, we add them to our digital introduction stage on our CRM. And then from there, we make direct contact. So you guys are saying, well, how do we get the contact info? We have to hunt for it. We have to use our detective skills. Sometimes it's on LinkedIn. Sometimes you got to find it elsewhere. Sometimes you got to call a few call a few places to find it, but you will find it. Use your detective skills. That's what you guys are. My business development people, you guys are little detectives and I appreciate you immensely and you need to use those skills. You will find what you're after, okay? Um, once we have used those detective skills uh, to, to get contact, we make direct contact and then uh, we follow up weekly until we disqualify or get the meeting. So you guys know, right? Keep calling until you disqualify the client or you get the meeting. 
Um, when do we quit? Well, it's up to you. Between eight and 10 contacts, okay? Um, and I'm not saying quit. What I'm saying is, you know, analyze your customer. But once you once you reached out, say, for eight to 10 weeks, and then say, okay, um, how important is this customer? Are they going to meet our needs? Is it something that's that's critical to our organization? If the answer is yes, find a new contact, try again. If the answer is no, move them to back burner, right? After about eight to 10 weeks, if you're still not getting anywhere, yeah. And, and you know what I mean? I, I don't want to necessarily say disqualify them, because I have had customers that I've called probably 20 weeks, right? Like I have in, in oil and gas, because I knew I had the right person. It really comes down to, do you know you have the right person? You have the right contact information. You're getting directly to them, whether that be phone or email. If the answer is yes, then disqualify them when you're ready. But I would say that if you aren't completely sure and you haven't been able to reach a contact after about eight to 10 weeks, then you need to make a call. Either backburner the deal, backburner the company and find a new one, or find a new contact and start over. But I would say eight weeks to 10 weeks is a good time to, to recycle or to re reevaluate. Okay. All right. So that's how we, that's how we keep our CRM clean, right? Cause otherwise, if we, if we don't do that and reevaluate and either disqualify or find new contacts, we start to get an unmanageable list of people, right? My recommendation in the weekly follow-up stage is to consistently keep about 60 companies. We don't want to have much more than 60 companies because it can start to feel really overwhelming. And 60 is like a realistic target on a week's on a week's timeline. If you're putting five days a week into it, 60 is not bad. So my recommendation is to keep it at about 60. And like I said, as you start to qualify them or book meetings with them, move new ones in. Um, as you disqualify them, move new ones in. But you know, I mean, I remember having this conversation with an employee once, and he, when I talked to him, I forget he said he said he had like. I think 120 or 130 on weekly follow-up. And I'm like, dude, you can't, you're not going to do it. Like you're going to burn yourself into the ground. And so it's important that we are managing what is realistic um, along with our expectation. Okay. All right, Louise. So I hope that that spoke to what you were after. So remember, you know, uh, the world is a big place. Pick, pick a country, pick a region, narrow that down as, as much as you can. Start to select the companies that you can work with or that you know you can work with in those areas identify the decision makers, make digital contact on LinkedIn, find their contact information, make direct contact, follow up weekly until you disqualify. If you're getting to eight to 10 uh, weeks of follow up and still haven't reached anybody, either find a new contact or move them into a back burner. And then remember to keep your CRM clean. No more than 60 in the weekly follow-up stage per, per employee, or it will start to feel overwhelming. It'll start to feel like burnout. And um, we need to keep that realistic for our people too. So if you follow those steps, I think you're going to find success. Remember, you know, I mean, the reality is you're looking at it from a global standpoint, but most companies can't necessarily service an entire global area, not right off the bat. So celebrate each win. The reality is you're going to have lots of little wins. Celebrate them all. They all matter. And as you go on, you will have a global presence, right? But go region by region. If you have multiple employees that you can put on this, put them all on different regions. And then, yeah, you'll, you'll have success that way. But remember not to overwhelm them because once you get into that 100 plus, it can start to feel like burnout if it's a weekly basis, okay? All right. Thank you so much, Louise. Appreciate that immensely. And uh, our last question was from Jay Merchant. And Jay is, uh, I think, a recent listener. But Jay, you've been awesome. He's reached out to us a couple times, told us he loves the show, and I appreciated him immensely. And uh, he asked me two questions. 
What advice do you have for creating a target list? Hmm, okay. With target lists, I always like to break them down by location first. So pick a location. If it's going to be Edmonton, Calgary, Ontario, Alberta, whatever, Northwest Territories, pick your location and then break it down by various industries. So this is what I like to do from target lists. So let's say that you have a company that can service oil and gas, then fabrication facilities, and then maybe service companies or uh, mod yards or something like that. Do do it by location. So pick pick your location, then search in Google. Um, easy easy way to do this. Search in Google. You know, fabrication facilities, oil and gas facilities in that location, and Google is going to give you a pretty comprehensive list of most of the locations there, and that's a great place to start. You can also, if you know what type of industry it is, and you're just looking for the biggest players, you can get you can ask Google to give you um, populate me a list with you know the hundred largest fabrication facilities in Alberta, something like that, and you're going to find a list of it. There, somebody out there has created a list. Um, I know it's definitely out there for oil and gas facilities. It's out there for fabrication. So Google is your friend, but you always want to break it down by location. Why? Because you are always most effective where you are at. So the best place to service is always your backyard. So break it down by location, start in your backyard and work your way out from there. Um, But always do it by various industry in a location and you can just keep repeating that process as you move location to location. And you'll be able to create target lists um, in various industries in various locations, which will give you a great place to start. What I always find is this is a starting point, right? We do target lists, but target lists are always a starting point. There's always other additional companies that come up later that you that you missed. Or once you start to realize who at various locations or various companies are the best targets to talk to, you can hop on LinkedIn and just do a, you know, a target list search of like, I don't know, SCM director in an area. And you're going to find that you'll find SCM directors at companies that you completely missed or that you didn't even know were there. So that's a great way to do it too. But you know, remember, start in your location, break it down by industry, and then go from there. But I think you're going to find that to be a really effective way to create target lists. And it's been, it's been very effective for us at Capital and at various organizations that I've worked at as well. And then he asked, do you have any advice on how to find companies looking for a specific service? Okay, this one is tough. And remember, I say this all the time about business development, right? What we're doing here in business development is active business development. What are we doing with that? We are trying to find customers ahead of the need. So what he's asking is, well, how do I find companies when, they're, when they have the need? The secret is to be ahead of the need. It really is, right? Because if you if you are asking companies to find you or you're trying to find companies right when they have the need, you're at a disadvantage because the reality is, is that they're going to hop on Google. You don't even know they're looking, right? You don't even know they're looking. And so it's really important that we are getting ahead of it. So my advice to you, Jay, is to not even worry about that. Get them ahead of the need. Do proactive business development. Do new business development and get ahead of their need. And that way, when they do get in touch with you, when you make your introduction, they may say, you know what, Jay, I don't have a need right now. But six months down the line, they might have that need and they're going to remember that Jay called. So I get what you're saying. I know we always want to get companies when they're looking. The, the biggest secret here is just to be ahead of it. It really is. We need to get our we need to get our information in their hands ahead of the need. And if you do this, Jay, you are going to find success because active marketing is so much more effective than a passive marketing strategy. The other option you have here is to enact 
you know, like I said, we always want to have about an 80% active marketing strategy and a 20% passive. So are you guys doing social media? Does your organization do weekly social media posts? Um, do you have a nice website really outlining your services and what you guys do? If someone was to search for you, could they find you? If someone's searching what it is you do, does your does your company pop up on the first page of Google listings, right? There are lots of ways um, to try to get in front of them when they are looking, but it is not as effective as being proactive and reaching out to them ahead of the need. It just isn't. Um, but yeah, you do need a little mix of both. And so maybe take a peek at some of these passive strategies if that's something that is interesting to you. But remember, you definitely want it to be about 20% of your process and you want 80% of your process to be you actively marketing your company, getting ahead of the need. And so when that need comes up, it's J that they think of. That's what we want to do. Okay. All right. Oh my gosh, guys. Um, this has been a tough episode and mostly just because I'm, I'm feeling kind of rough. <laughs> but such is life. We got to get through it. And uh, man, this is, uh, is going to be one of my more edited episodes. I had like a ton of coughing fits. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a mess, but we got through it and I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Once again, everyone, I just wanted to thank you all so much for supporting us here at the Business Development Podcast as we're coming to the end of 2023. It's been an absolutely amazing year, and it's been an amazing year because of our awesome, awesome listenership, our amazing guests, our rock star sponsors. It's truly just been unbelievable, and we could not have done this without you. We cannot continue to do this show without your support, and we look forward to continuing to deliver absolutely amazing shows throughout 2024. Thank you so much for supporting our show. If you have some time and you want to help the show once again, like the beginning, please do hop on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen and leave us a rating. If you feel like it and you're really feeling up for it, leave us a review. But these are the best ways to support the Business Development Podcast moving into 2024. We have absolutely amazing shows upcoming. We have awesome shows still to finish up this year with. And I'm looking forward to the next phase of the business development podcast. So thanks again for the support. Shout outs this week, David Fair, Louise McCarthy, Jay Merchant, Mel Morris Cerbito, Grace Black Sea, Ruth Ann Weeks, David Delvin, Colin Harms, Rodney Lover, Aaron Haberman, we have an amazing community and I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, this has been episode 91 of the Business Development Podcast and we will catch you on the flip side. This has been the Business Development Podcast with Kelly Kennedy. Kelly has 15 years in sales and business development experience within the Alberta oil and gas industry and founded his own business development firm in 2020. His passion and his specialization is in customer relationship generation and business development. The show is brought to you by Capital Business Development, your business development specialists. For more, we invite you to the website at www.capitalbd.ca. See you next time on the Business Development Podcast. Business Rockstars, we at the Business Development Podcast humbly invite you to be part of our journey. Despite our global reach spanning over 130 countries and our status as an award-winning show, 
we remain committed to delivering valuable insights and engaging content to our audience of decision makers. With two episodes released every single week and a back catalog of over 100 episodes, we strive to provide our listeners with the latest strategies and trends in business development and business growth. Why consider sponsoring us? Our listeners trust us to deliver authentic, informative content, making it an ideal platform for you to showcase your brand in a genuine and meaningful way. Choose from flexible sponsorship packages tailored to fit your advertising needs. With a back catalog of over 100 episodes and an average of eight new episodes released every single month, there are plenty of opportunities for you to connect with our audience. If you believe that your brand aligns with our humble mission, reach out to us at podcast at capital bd.ca. Let's start a conversation and explore how we can collaborate to elevate your brand together. Thank you for considering us. Send us an email at podcast at capital bd.ca and let's partner for the future.